like to talk to you today about reversal of fortune. We all face times when we're at a disadvantage. Others have more experience, more qualification, more resources. People seem to listen to them over and above us. They seem to get all the good breaks, the best positions. And when that happens, it's easy to feel diminished, overlooked, invisible, left out. One friend told me how it worked. They ask everyone's opinion except his. They see him as secondary, too young, not much to offer. But our message today is, as it says in scripture, the last will be the first. Krishna, God, knows how to reverse the order. Krishna loves to promote people who are not next in line, to take those who are overlooked, discounted, push them into their destiny. One shift, one phone call, one connection, one good break, and you'll go from being overlooked to being in charge, from being left out to leading, from being disrespected to being honored. So our message is don't get discouraged if you feel like you're the last, so to speak, because you're in perfect position for Krishna to show out in your life. Being the last is a setup. Being discounted, left out, is not how your story ends. A reversal is coming. What looks permanent is only temporary. Looks like others have the upper hand. Looks like others have the advantage. But what Krishna God has purposed for your life cannot be stopped. He didn't create you to live at a disadvantage. He didn't breathe life into you so you can go around being overlooked. He didn't crown you with favor so you can be discounted. Yes, we all go through seasons where these things happen. Nothing seems to work out. But can I tell you, it's not permanent. There's going to be a reversal. There's going to be a shift. Suddenly, a point where Krishna catapults you from the back to the front, from borrowing to lending, from business slow to business booming, from no customers to get in line, we're overflowing. So don't judge your situation too soon. A reversal is coming, and it's going to be uncommon. You couldn't have made it happen. People who were against you are suddenly for you. Before, they wouldn't give you the time of day. Now, they look up to you. They ask you for advice. Maybe your marriage started looking too far gone. You'd given up, but suddenly there's a reversal. You thought your business was done. The pandemic set you back. And then one shift, one client, suddenly things are stronger than ever before. Our encouragement today is to get into agreement with God. No more moping around. I'll never get ahead. Having a pity party. Nobody gives me the time of day. How can I break out your roof? Look how I was raised. No, turn it around. Father, thank you that a reversal is coming. Thank you that you're shifting things in my favor. That what was meant for my harm, you're going to turn to my advantage. I'll come out stronger, healthier, promoted, honored. Don't live with a victim mentality, a lack mindset. I'm overlooked. I'm at a disadvantage. This is my lot in life. This is where I'll stay. No, I'll tell you what your lot in life is. It's to excel. It's to be the head and not the tail. And you may be the tail now. That's temper. A reversal is coming. To be above and not beneath. 
You may be beneath now, but above is on the way. Good breaks, divine connections, favor, that'll catapult you from the last to the front. You don't have to make this happen. You don't have to strive, manipulate people, force doors to open. You just keep honoring God by chanting his holy names. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Doing the right thing when it's hard, being good to people that are not being good to you, keep smiling, praising, thanking Krishna. You do your part, and then Krishna or God, the Almighty, he'll do his part. Promotion doesn't come from people, it comes from the Lord. He lifts one up, and he sets another one down. He sees you being overlooked. He sees when you're discounted, not treated fairly, going through bad breaks. Thoughts are knocking on your door. You'll never get ahead. You'll never accomplish your dream. You'll never have respect and honor. Don't believe those lies. The God we serve knows how to reverse your fortune. You should have been defeated. You should have lived struggling, but a reversal took place. You went from the back to the front, from being overlooked to being honored, from struggling to succeeding. It may not have happened yet, but if you kept the Lord first place, your time is coming. Your reversal is already on the schedule, on the program. We read in the Srimad Bhagavatam, five-year-old Prince Dhruva was being neglected, overlooked, dismissed by his own father and stepmother, Suruchi. The king, Uttanapada, had two wives. The first one was Suniti. She was a little older. And the second, more comely, attractive wife was Suruchi. The king was attached to his second wife. Because of his attachment to his second wife, he had to maximize his attention to her son and minimize the attention to his first son, Dhruva Maharaj. So much so that once when the five-year-old Dhruva, all he wanted to do was to climb up on the lap of his father, his stepmother prevented him with these cruel words. Now, isn't that really cruel? <laughs> I'll translate it for you, shall I? If you at all desire to rise to the throne of the king, then you have to undergo severe austerities. First of all, you must satisfy the Supreme Personality of God in Krishna, and then when you are favored by him because of such worship, you shall have to take your next birth from my womb. Saruji was so envious of Dhruva Maharaj that she indirectly asked him to change his body. According to her, first of all, he had to die and take his next birth in her womb, and only then would it be possible for Dhruva Maharaj to ascend to the throne of his father. Now, the good news is our destiny doesn't depend on people liking us or not liking us, believing in us or not believing us, thinking that we're talented or nodding. If we depend on people, we're going to get stuck because there will always be people who will push you down, discount you, leave you out. Sometimes it's because they're intimidating. They don't want you to pass them up or be promoted over them at the office. They're jealous. They don't want your gifts to come out. They'll try to push you down. People, don't control your destiny. The most high God is ordering your steps, working out his plan for your life. Dhruva, feeling overwhelmed, hopeless, and rejected, banished himself to the forest. 
There he met his spiritual master, the great sage Narada Muni. Narada Muni taught him how to render loving devotional service for you students from BYU. That's shortened to be LDS. <laughs> loving devotional service to the Supreme Personality God in Sri Krishna. And within six months, Dhruva factually saw the Lord face to face, and the Lord fulfilled all of Dhruva's desires. His revengeful attitude towards his stepmother and stepbrother was satisfied. His desire for a material kingdom, having once seen the Lord, disappeared from his heart. However, because he had prayed for it, Krishna gave Dhruva the opportunity, and this is in an age when people live much longer than we do now. He gave the opportunity to Dhruva to rule this material world for 36,000 years with unchangeable senses and a chance to perform many sacrifices and become the most reputed king of his day. And after finishing with all this material enjoyment, Dhruva would be promoted along with his mother to the spiritual world, which included a planet named after him called Dhruva Loka. This planet is also known as the pole star. When we look up and we see the Big Dipper, it's the one that everything rotates around. It's a spiritual planet within the material world, and it's worshipped by all the other planetary systems. Prior, the planet had existed, but it had no predominating deity. Dhruva Maharaj was given sovereignty over that planet, which is the center for all other stars and solar systems, Thousands of them circle around Dhruva Loka just as a bull crushes grains by walking around and around a central pole. But what happened there? Dhruva initially wanted the kingdom of his father and more. And although it was a childish prayer from a spiritual point of view, the Lord nevertheless satisfied his demand. A small child may demand something outrageous from the father. And yet the father, out of affection, if he's able... He gives the child what the child has asked for. So similarly, the Lord gave Dhruva Maharaj his own unique planet. Now, like Dhruva, you also may have family members who don't believe in you, relatives who look down on you, co-workers don't give you the time of day. It's easy to be offended, to want to get in there and fight with them, try to prove who you are, prove that you have something to offer. But can I tell you, it's not your battle. You're just meant to keep doing the right thing, and your Narada, your spiritual divine connection will show. When it's your time, promotion will come looking for you, vindication, honor, and respect will come knocking on your door. Dhruva, you'll note, did not go looking for Narada. He didn't say, Narada, anoint me, man, I'm talented. He didn't start a campaign, elect me as the next senator, I mean king. He didn't go to debate three other candidates. He knew Krishna was ordering his steps and ordering the steps of the people that he needed. Can I tell you, Krishna's already lined up your Narada Munis. Things that you couldn't make happen will take you from the last to the first, from the background to the foreground. The good breaks, the right people, the ideas, there are shifts that will suddenly cause people to see you in a new light. Suddenly a door opens. Suddenly, things turn in your favor. God knows how to take you from the back to the front. He knows how to send people into your life that'll use their influence to honor you, to give you new levels of respect and credibility. Krishna loves to take the overlooked and cause them to shine, to take those who have been discounted, 
Put them in positions of honor, respect, and influence. The last will be first. The discounted will be celebrated. The ignored will be admired. Now, one thing about Druva, he kept a good attitude, even when he wasn't being treated right. Didn't get bitter. Krishna, why does everybody leave me out? This isn't fair. He just kept on doing the right thing. Now, deep down, Druva understood this principle. I may be the neglected son of a cruel mother. I may be discounted, seen as not talented, but I know because I've kept God first place in my life and chant his holy name, a shift is coming. A reversal is on the way that what Krishna put into my heart will come to pass. I came across this following anonymous story on the internet. I think it helps us understand today's lesson. I'll just read it to you with your permission. The pickle jar, as far as I can remember, sat on the floor beside the dresser in my parents' bedroom. When he got ready for bed, Dad would empty his pockets and toss his coins into the jar. As a small boy, I was always fascinated at the sounds the coins made as they were dropped into the jar. They landed with a merry jingle when the jar was almost empty. And then the tones gradually muted to a dull thud as the jar was filled. I used to squat on the floor in front of the jar and admire the copper and silver circles that glinted like a pirate's treasure when the sun poured through the bedroom window. When the jar was filled, Dad would sit at the kitchen table and roll the coins before taking them to the bank. Taking the coins to the bank was always a big production. Stacked neatly in a small cardboard box, the coins were placed between Dad and me on the front seat of his old pickup truck. Each and every time as we drove to the bank, Dad would look at me hopefully. Those coins are going to keep you out of the textile mill, son. You're going to do better than me. This old mill town's not going to hold you back. Also, each and every time, as he slid the box of rolled coins across the counter towards the cashier, he would grin proudly and say, these are for my son's college fund. He'll never work at the mill like me. We would always celebrate each deposit by stopping for an ice cream cone. I always got chocolate, Dad got vanilla. And when the clerk at the ice cream parlor handed Dad his change, he would show me the few coins nestled in his palm. When we get home, we'll start filling the jar again. He always let me drop the first coins into the empty jar. As they rattled around with a brief happy jingle, we grinned at each other. You'll get to college on pennies, nickels, and quarters, he said, but you'll get there. I'll see to that. Years passed, I went to college, I finished college, I got a good job, I moved to another town, I got married, I had kids, I bought a house. One day while I was visiting my parents, I used the phone in their bedroom and noticed that the old pickle jar was gone. It had served its purpose and been removed. A lump arose in my throat as I stared at the spot besides the dresser where the jar had always stood. My dad was a man of few words, and he never lectured me on the value of determination, perseverance, and faith. The pickle jar taught me all these virtues far more eloquently than the most flowery of words could have. Stay faithful in the silent season. Stay faithful when you're getting denied, getting up on your father's lap. Keep being your best when nobody's giving you credit, when you're being overlooked. People may not see you, but Krishna, your heavenly father, sees you. Every time that you pass a test, overlook an offense, take the high road, Krishna puts ching, ching coins in the pickle jar. He's the one that matters. He controls the universe. 
He sends the Narada Munis. He moves kings around like pawns. He opens doors that no one can shut. One shift and you'll go from being overlooked to being celebrated, from no one paying attention to you to having your own planet. <laughs> In the classic novel by Victor Hugo, Les Miserables, after spending the night as the guest of the bishop, Jean Valjean stole silver forks and spoons from the rectory and slipped out over the back garden gate. And when he was apprehended, brought back by the police, not only did the bishop tell the police that he had given the silver spoons and knives to Jean Valjean, but he went further than that and he said, I also meant to give you these two silver candelabras and handed them over right in front of the police. After the police had released him and left, the bishop said to Jean Valjean, who was trembling in every limb of his body, just having escaped practically capital punishment. Now the bishop said, Jean Valjean, my brother, go in peace. Do not forget, do not ever forget that you have promised to use this money to become an honest man and do good to others. Jean Valjean had no recollection of having promised anything. He remained speechless. The bishop went on, you no longer belong to evil. With this silver, I've bought your soul. I've ransomed you from fear and hatred, and now I give you back to God. Jean Valjean, an ex-convict, who already had a yellow passport, which many had no hope and no future, received grace from the bishop at the time of his greatest need. That bishop had taken a risk, and in so doing, Jean Valjean's life was changed. He received a real reversal of fortune. He became truly a new man. The rest of the novel is about him trying to live up to the image and be a man of God in the midst of all the turmoil of life. Because of that reversal of fortune, and that divine connection with the bishop, Jean Valjean's life became blessed beyond belief. Didn't mean that there wouldn't be problems. There were problems, just like there's problems in all of our lives. But the problems did not stop his life from being blessed, favored beyond belief. Sometimes the way God works is he'll let the odds be against you. He'll let you be in over your head at the back of the line, people discounting you. That's a setup. That's a sign that a reversal is coming. Krishna loves to take the unqualified and cause them to excel, to take those that people disregard and cause them to shine. When Krishna, God, is ready to promote you, he'll cause rules to be bent, policies to change, the bishop to lie on your behalf. He's not bound by natural laws, by policies. He can change people's minds. He can cause them to want to be good to you. They don't even know why. It's God shining his favor on you, pushing you into his purpose. I believe if you kept in first place, Krishna's got some reversals for you. You think you could never accomplish that dream. It's too big. There are too many obstacles. Never meet the right person. Never break that addiction. I've tried, but it hasn't happened. Don't accept that as your lot in life. Don't accept being in the back as the normal. Because today... Krishna has brought you here so that he could tell you he's about to take the last and make them first, to take those that have been overlooked and cause them to be seen. 
Those that had bad breaks, that are at disadvantage, Krishna wants to put them into a position of honor, prestige, with resources and abundance. He wants to shift things in the favor of his devotee. It's going to happen suddenly. It's going to be out of the ordinary. Divine reversals. A reversal in that sickness. Suddenly your health improves. A reversal in that relationship. It was falling apart. Suddenly it gets better. How about a reversal in your finances? Suddenly new clients, new opportunities, blessings chasing you down. Krishna is doing a new thing in your life. From borrowing to lending. From being down at the bottom, overlooked, to being promoted, honored, given a position of influence. Get ready for some reversals. Well, true, I'm just hoping to make it through this year, man. Gas prices, inflation, the pandemic, not me. Not me. I'm expecting an abundant year, a bountiful year, a favor-filled year. Krishna's about to shift some things. It's going to be something I've never seen, something that will make my mind go tilt, tilt, tilt. I didn't see that coming. Well, true, I just don't see how that can happen. You don't have to see how. All you have to do is believe. Krishna, thank you that you're a God who reverses the order, a God who can make the last first. Lord, thank you for doing what only you can do, taking me where I can't go on my own. And right now, you may not see how your situation could ever change, how Krishna could reverse the trouble, the marriage, the finances. doesn't look possible in the natural, but Krishna, or God, is a supernatural God. His ways you've never even thought of. Don't talk yourself out of the miracle. Be a believer and not a doubter. Krishna knows how to reverse things. What you're up against may look permanent. Thoughts might be telling you you'll always struggle, never get ahead, never be healthy, never meet the right person. No, there's about to be a divine reversal, a supernatural shift in your finances, in your children, in your health, in your relationships. In 1981, by my wife and I were serving in the Los Angeles temple. It's the first property in America that our spiritual master Prabhupada purchased. It's got the largest number of devotees. The standard of deity worship is beyond opulent. It's um, extraordinary. And we all know Los Angeles is one of the most prominent cities in the world. Bai and I had an important service there. We were management level. And yet somehow or other, when I expressed a desire to preach in Utah, it was misunderstood in the community there to mean that I wanted to decrease my service, leave the greater field of Los Angeles, and seek semi-retirement. I was cautioned to give up those plans. I was told by the overall leader there, Charu, Los Angeles is big time. Utah is small time. <laughs> Word went out that my going to Utah was another way of discreetly leaving the missionary field and gradually relinquishing my service to my guru. And I don't blame anybody. If I were in their position, I might have thought the same thing. Nobody, even fellow devotees, can know what Krishna has put into your heart. At any rate, there began to be less respect. There was a general cooling of relationships. People started to write us off in their minds as serious devotees. And for a few years after we got in Utah, it must have further seemed like we dropped off the map. We didn't have resources, money, friends. There were no fellow devotees in the area. We were starting from the ground up, and it took many long years of patience, perseverance. But every time we passed a test, every time we kept on keeping on, 
Krishna put coins in the pickle jar. When in 2001, 21 years after leaving the Los Angeles temple, we announced the opening of the most beautiful Hare Krishna temple in North America in of all places, Spanish Fork, Utah, people couldn't believe it. Devotees thought that Vi and I had literally like Lazarus come back from the dead. The fact was, we hadn't retired at all. We've been focused on moving forward all that time, raising funds, making friends, organizing festivals, building community relationships. What was written off in 1980 became the pride and joy of Christian missionary work in North America. We went from the back to the front. Earlier this year, over Memorial Day weekend, the Spanish Fort Temple was chosen by Indra Dumna Maharaj to host the largest annual gathering of devotees in North America. The Sadhu Sun Retreat drew 1,500 devotees from throughout the United States and even other countries for four days of chanting, beautiful food, and association. And to accommodate all the devotees here in Utah, there were 700 motel rooms occupied between Spanish Fork and Provo. Can I tell you, Krishna knows how to reverse things. What looks permanent, what seems unlikely, one touch of God's favor and suddenly things shift. Suddenly dreams come to pass. Suddenly that temple opens. Suddenly people show up at your door. But Krishna is about to reverse some things in your life because you've kept him first place. Things that right now look like they'll never change. I'll never own my own business. I'll never get into management. I'll never write that book. I'll never start that ministry. No, get ready for a reversal. Things are going to suddenly shift in your favor. Narada is going to show up looking for you. Your Indra Dumna Swami is going to reserve a retreat, so to speak. The bishop will write off the silver. The people that you need to shift you into your destiny are being positioned. This is a new day. Krishna's doing a new thing. Every force that's trying to stop you is being broken. You're going to see a reversal of fortune. You're going to set new standards. You're going to step into new levels. You're going to go places that no one in your community has ever gone. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari. Hari Rama, Hari Rama. Rama, Rama, Hari Hari. Krishna has not forgotten about you. You may have been pushed down, left out. You may feel like you're at the very back. But if Dhruva Maharaj were here tonight, he would tell you, stay encouraged. Krishna knows how to reverse things. Dhruva personally went from being looked down upon, despised, not valuable, to being honored, influential, respected. Krishna is about to reverse the discrimination, to reverse the shame, to reverse the disrespect. You wouldn't be hearing this today if he wasn't preparing to shift things in your life. I believe, like with Dhruva, like with Jean Valjean, like with myself and Vi, Krishna's going to take you from the background to the foreground, from being overlooked to being in charge, from being left out to leading. New doors are about to open, promotion is coming. Healings are coming, breakthroughs are coming in this life and in the next life. You'll go back to home, back to God. Thanks very much for your kind attention. If you received any part of this message, please raise your hands in the air and stay loudly with me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.